Good day and welcome to the Waystations Ministries podcast. I'm Greg Spencer with a light for your journey and a good word for the road. It's great to be traveling together and I thank you for coming with me. Let's ride together for a while. Hi friends, it's Greg Spencer and I'm glad to be with you again in our Waystations podcast. It is a great time to be together, and I'm hoping that I can do something that might be a little bit helpful to you in this interesting journey that we're on. We're on this together, of course, and uh, it's very interesting to see what's happening to everybody in the midst of all the turmoil and upset and all the natural disasters and political conflicts and just about everything else you can think of. So... What we've been doing, we've been looked at a, a series of uh, information that has come from uh, the Bible, but it's also come from John Wesley in terms of how do you live a faithful life and what are the steps that you should take that helps you to have the highest quality life. And uh, the first one was to do no harm. If you do no harm, what you do is you're paying attention to the impact you have on other people. You see how they react to things you say, the things you do. You think about how you impact them. And that gives you the option, at least, of becoming responsible for that. If you're choosing to do no harm, then you notice the things you do that cause harm, and then you stop doing that. The second thing that happens is called doing good. That's step number two. And doing good is where once you see the impact you have on others... You can also see or choose whether it's good or bad. You can choose to make positive responses. And sometimes it's no response. Sometimes you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I know there are times that I have done that just simply for the other person's sake, whether they knew it or not. And that's the thing. It's not about how they react to you. It's about how you respond to them. So in the living of our lives, we start to think about being as positive as we can be in the lives of other persons. We don't get a lot when we are negative. When we are negative, we uh, get resentment, we get bitterness, we get anxiety. People don't want to be around us. We don't want to be around them. It doesn't lead to anything good. So this is what Wesley's talking about. When you do no harm, you're starting to change the quality and the direction of your life. And when you do good, you start thinking about the positive ways you influence others, and they like that. They tend to uh, be more responsive, more happy to have you around. Now, those two things can wear you out. You can actually get tired of doing no harm and doing good. There's got to be something that refreshes and renews and restores our lives and our minds and our hearts while we're going through the process of doing the first two. And so naturally... Uh, and probably expectedly, John Wesley came up with a third uh, step to take. And uh, he used old English language, which was probably fine for his day. But what I call it is doing the good stuff. Do no harm, do good, and then do the good stuff. What is the good stuff? It's the kinds of things that help you to relax, to refresh, to rest, to restore, to feel whole and to renew your spirit. If you don't take care of yourself, you won't be able to be doing good very long, and you might wonder about the value of doing no harm. So you do the things that refresh yourself, that help you to make it through. And I think these things are valuable because in today's world, 
I think a lot of people are surprised as we're getting back into the school year. They're discovering that the anxiety that they thought they left behind at the beginning of the summer is right there, and they're getting exhausted. The teachers and the, and the staff at schools are becoming incredibly exhausted as they try to start after only a few days of teaching. And that's because we've not learned how to truly refresh ourselves or to renew ourselves. We don't know how to do that when we have such limitations and such fears and anxieties going on and such conflicts too. Uh, Politics is certainly a part of it. Uh, Persons who become irritable because they're exhausted or, or they are just pouring themselves out or people who are afraid. We tend to react badly in those circumstances. So the idea of doing good stuff to renew and to refresh ourselves is really a good idea. Who, uh, who among us does things that are not good for us? We all know it's not good to overuse alcohol or tobacco or painkillers or medications. We know it's not good to become addicted to anything. We know too much phone, too much TV, too much video games, too much popcorn, chips, ice cream, candy, and heaven help us, too much chocolate. (laughs) They're just not good for us. Too little exercise, too little social time, too little vegetables and fruit, too little brushing of our teeth, too little time between showers, (laughs) too much time between showers. That's not good for us either. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to think of the things that do good for us. Now, those things are obvious. Those are pretty common, and people know those. We see advertisements about them and all kinds of products being sold to serve one or another. But what I'd like to ask you is the kinds of things that are harmful that you may not think about. Do you ever take advantage of others? Do you ever humiliate or embarrass another person under the guise of trying to be funny? Do you ever fly off the handle, argue without reason, act on impulse, react without thinking, believe the worst? dwell on fear, problems, enemies, or bad news? Do you ever forget? Do you ever take for granted or disregard loved ones, the good in your life, blessings, faith, God? Ever complain about anything? All these things hurt too. They're invisible. They hurt us on the inside. And very often we don't really notice the pain we feel from it. We don't recognize the consequences of it. And so I think what we need to do is start paying a little bit of attention Some of the things we do without thinking or the things that we take for granted actually cause harm, not just to the other person, but to ourselves as well. And it's not a good idea to do that. It's not a good idea to do things that are harmful and especially not over a long period of time because it becomes our way of life. We can't imagine life without it. And no matter what the consequences are, no matter what the impact it is. So self-harm is subtle. Over time, it is devastating, and it can be almost irreversible. Like stress, there's no way to measure it or notice it. As it increases or decreases, we get used to it. Consider it normal, and so we lose energy, enthusiasm, wellness, hope, trust, faith, passion, and interest until eventually we just disappear. That's not good. Now, it may be hard for you to believe this. It may be hard to imagine that this kind of activity or this kind of stuff that we do is so destructive. But uh, I remember George Carlin made a joke about the fact that the same words that we use to harm can also heal. I remember, too, that there was a story I learned in martial arts a long time ago. I don't know about its truth. I don't know about whether it's a fact or not, but the spiritual truth that it offers is pretty good. 
And that is that uh, what I, the story as I was told it is that there was a tribe located in, I think it was in the Amazon jungle, very remote, very removed. Nobody really uh, had any contact with them. I don't know how we got this story, but uh, apparently what happened is when the tribe needed a tree, when they needed wood for the tribe to build or to, you know, protect, or I don't know what they'd use it for, fires maybe, but when they needed wood, they would go, the chief would go out and find the right tree. He would go into the jungle, he would search around, he'd find the tree that they needed, and they would come back and get all the guys together. And then they would go out and make a circle around the tree. All the men of the village would go around the tree, standing side by side, and then they would yell at it, literally scream at the tree in the morning. And then they would go back to about their day. They would come back around lunchtime and they would do it again for about 20 minutes or so. And then they would go out again back to work, back to home, back to family. And in the evening, before they went to bed, they would all go out, they would circle the tree, and they would yell at it. Now, they did this for, oh, probably about a month or so. And then at the end of those 30 days, the chief could go up and just push on the tree and knock it over. It would just fall down. Now, the point of the story is that our words can truly destroy life. Now, again, I don't have any way of verifying that, but I think the story is valid. I think the truth that it tells is important. We do harm, and sometimes we don't realize it. So we need to pay attention. So let's do the good stuff. It doesn't have to be lousy. It doesn't have to be dark. We don't have to be miserable. So what are the good things? Well, there are five that he mentions, but I'm only going to talk about two today. The first, and probably the most important, is spiritual relationships. I've been, I was doing some research for this podcast, and almost all of the uh, resources that I found agreed together that the number of good, close, and well-trusted friends that anyone in the world has is less than 10. Most of the uh, resources said three to five is about as much as you could normally expect. Most of us do not have people that we can trust with anything, with whom we would say anything, with whom we would count on for good uh, advice, that they would be the ones who have our best interests at heart as well as their own. Imagine that. In all the people that we know, only a couple would we consider to be close enough that we could share as intimately as we, as we could with someone else to be supportive so having good close relationships and having a regular conversation to debrief or to share our hurts or to wonder where we might find hope to get some counsel, they, uh, they, these are important things. They'll be very good things. The first of all, we feel comfort in being able to share it with someone who cares for us. We find encouragement as they would listen and as they would share their point of view. They may or may not agree with us. But because we know they have our best interests at heart, we know that they are giving of themselves for our benefit, and therefore we listen. And that is a much easier thing to do than to listen to somebody who we don't think has any interest in us whatsoever. So having a good relationship is a very important thing. I want to build those relationships, and we do that by spending time, by sharing ourselves, by inviting them to share themselves, learning having activities together, enjoying meals together, having coffee together, having conversation, playing games, going golfing, whatever you'd like to do. But the more time you spend with people that you consider to be good 
and build the closeness that you have with him, the more joy that that brings to your heart. Now, sometimes people don't understand what we mean by joy. It's not happy like at a birthday party. Joy is the sense of good in our lives to the point of overflowing, that there is well-being in who we are, irrespective of what might be happening in our lives, or certainly any difficult things. They are not the only thing in our life. So this sense of joy is I can live through the difficult things, the dark things, the troubling things, and still be at peace within myself and still have a sense of meaning and joy in who I am. And this is what I would hope for anybody. This is what I would hope could happen and give us a sense of uh, well-being through all the challenges that we have to face, no matter how long they are or how hard they are, what sacrifices we need to make. If we have a good sense of meaning and a good sense of being and a good sense of relationship, well, we can get through quite a bit. And these spiritual relationships, he would call Christian conferencing, is where we advise each other on faith and help to encourage each other in our spirituality while we're facing these things. How do we keep ourselves intact when we're facing all this other stuff? So spiritual relationships is very key. Uh, who is it that I can build that relationship with? Who is it that I can trust and know that they will not lead me wrong, not let me down, not betray me or cause harm? Find out who they are or create them. Build them up. You'll find your joy increases with every step you take. Now, spiritual relationships is more than just with one another, of course. It is also with God. And that may be hard for some. We don't know who God is. We don't know how to feel or recognize God's presence. For some, they feel like it's coincidental. They think it's uh, just uh, imagination, fantasy. I have found that not to be true. But each person has to come to their own place where they realize the presence and understand the personality and character of God. If you don't give any attention to the relationship, don't expect to understand anything about the nature. <laughs> if you don't know God, then don't expect to be able to understand God. But the closer we get to God, the more we see, the more we understand, the more we appreciate. And God is active in our lives a lot of the time. In fact, uh, I remember reading a book some years ago, I think it was called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. It was by uh, Yancey and Brand, who uh, were physicians. And one of the things that they talked about is, as I recall, is that each beat of our heart is a miracle in and of itself. That it is sustained miraculously, that no one understands how it starts or how it keeps beating throughout our lives. Each heartbeat is a sign of God's grace and power in our lives. And the scriptures are pretty clear about how God loves, about how God cares, about how God forgives, about how God's intention is for our good all the time. And our joy is God's joy. So to build a relationship with the holy, to understand is a very, very helpful thing in order to have this sense of meaning, this sense of being, and this sense of hope that shines through all things. It helps us to endure. It helps us to persevere. It brings to us creativity where we can overcome. It is a wonderful way of restoring our sense of confidence, courage, and vision. Vision is very helpful because you have to see beyond the problem in order to work at it. You have to see beyond the struggle. You have to envision a brighter future and then walk toward that future. 
And if you know the Bible, if you know the 23rd Psalm, the, the strongest word in there is, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Now, the first thing that we notice is because we're walking through it. We're not stuck in it. We're not staying there. We're passing through. And the best way to pass through is in the company of someone that we love, someone that we know, someone that we trust. And certainly that would be God. And it could be our nearest and dearest, our most beloved. That would be family. It could be friends. But they are the closest people to us. And when we can go through the darkest times, the most difficult times, even the most dangerous times, with people that we know, people that we love, people that we trust, and certainly with the Lord God. So, spiritual relationships, prayer, trust, these things build us up in hope. Now, there's more that we can do, of course, and I will get to those in some future uh, session. But for now, I'd like to encourage you, I'd like you to think about who are the good people in my life. And maybe it would be better for me if I gave a little bit more time to them, a little bit more interest in them, and we could build our relationship together. Certainly this will work with the Lord Jesus Christ and with God, that if I try to understand, try to look around and appreciate, start and end each day with a word of thanks and noticing, maybe we'd find a little more peace in our hearts and make it better through the day. Maybe, just maybe, we would feel okay even while we're facing all this stuff. I suggest to you that every step we take is a 100% improvement because if you take a step, and try taking a physical step, you are not in the same space you were even though it's only three feet away. You are in a completely different place with a completely different view and a completely different heart. It changes us with every positive step we take. So the more steps we take, the better off we are. This is the way it is with exercise. This is the way it is with diet. This is the way it is with building our relationships. So don't be afraid or hesitant to take a step and realize and appreciate and actually enjoy that every step you take gets you better, gets you closer. And that is what we're looking for. As far as Wesley was concerned, he suggested that the model for getting to heaven was a series of steps that we take. We go on toward perfection, and every step we take gets us that much closer. And that increases in joy, it increases in blessing, it increases in well-being, and it empowers us to take another step and another and another. So anyway, that's our podcast for today. It's this message that I'd like to give. I'm really hoping that we can find the ways to encourage our hearts, to let go of our stress, to relax and to enjoy, and to rebuild our lives. We can make it through all this stuff that happens, and we can do so with confidence, we can do so with courage, and we can do so with each other. I hope you have a great week. I hope to be with you next time. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you can reach me in email at greg at waystationsministries.org. That's on one word, dot O-R-G. And uh, hope to hear from you. I wish you well, and I look forward to next time. Take care. Well, I'd like to thank you for being with us this time and hope that you'll join us again next time, next week, when we get together for a little more time on the road together. May it be good for you all the way through.